0: We are uh, going to be getting into some deep discussions, um, or we already have been, I guess, but, but uh, sometimes when we get into uh, metaphysical things, uh, we can get into the weeds very quickly. Uh, and, and this does create a, a lot of problems. I think they're fun discussions to have, and, and we can spend a lot of time in them. We can have a lot of unproductive conversations, too. And we always want to remember as we get into these deep discussions that we want to come out the other side with something that leaves you with, with something practical, that, that, that it affects a, a life somehow. It affects a way that I live or do something. And it's always important. Uh, we are going to get into, to something, uh, to deep, uh, you know, uh, uh, today. Um, there are a lot of religious discussions that we engage in like that have no conclusion they're, they're kind of like the religious version of you know who's a better athlete Wayne Gretzky or Tom Brady or it's like th- these are two things that you can't compare they're completely different right and and, and so people get into these discussions of things and and minutiae and and all these it's wonderfully fun to have them but but they don't uh, they don't do anything, and you can't prove anything. Uh, what would have happened if Germany would have won the war? Nobody knows. We haven't lived that alternate universe. We we can't have that discussion really practically because there's nothing I can gain from it other than spend a lot of time talking about something I really can't possibly know. So when we have deep metaphysical discussions like the one we're going to have, we have to know what we can know and and, and be prepared that there's a point where I can't and accept those things. God has spoken to us, and, and and insofar as he's spoken to us, we can at least know, we can't understand, but we can know some things, and we want to make sure that the things that we come to are going to help ourselves and the people around us. So with that, we're going back to our text. And it says, one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked them, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, the most important is here, O Israel. The Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God. we just sang it, right? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And we're talking about the soul today. What does this mean? Now, <clears throat> we have two different tendencies, I think, when we look at this type of a discussion. Uh, and, and, and maybe it depends on who you are or what gender you are. Uh, we like to categorize things. I like to categorize things. I like things all neat and orderly and in a box. And then this is this box. And I open up this box and we're going to talk about this topic. And, and, uh, and when I organize and categorize things, I like them, the boxes to have like a three inch space so that they don't touch anything else. So this, we're going to talk about this doctrine. And this is very... Well, we already talked about the heart and the mind. You saw the overlap there. They, they don't go into those nice neat nice boxes like that that I like them in. And, and we're going to get into that again today to see that the soul is is very similar. I want to categorize... Everything and dissect it and 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 put it exactly and and this is true. I think of men and this is why men are the ones who write theology books primarily because this is this is what we do when we write. And I'm not saying it's completely invaluable, to do this. I'm just saying there's limits to it. When we read this verse, I think initially we we view this uh, this way to, to categorize. Everything We read heart, mind, soul, strength. And, and, and we, we're looking for the components. These are the components. And, and I, okay, this is my heart. And, I, I, and we talk about some people, this is the emotions. And, and this is my mind. This is probably intellectual thought. And there's some truth to that. And we saw this overlap, isn't there? And we say, okay, now my soul, this is another component. I have another component. I've got to figure out what the soul is. Um, and, and we do that. There's another tendency that we do, and that's we like to oversimplify things, right? And and we, we group things, and and, and pretty soon uh, it it's like it's I'm not sure what this means anymore. Um, we can interpret two words that seem similar to be synonyms, um, but actually have different meanings, and and we lose the the, the value. So so this categorization, which Kind of goes too far this way, and then there's oversimplification, which, which runs the other way. Having lived in a different country and attempted to learn a foreign language, I can tell you the pitfalls of, of oversimplification of words. There's nothing so humiliating as, you know, you've studied a language for 11 years as an adult and having A barely older than a toddler person. Look at you when you're trying to, you know, be cute and talk with them and go, you know, like you don't make no sense. I'm like, man, I've studied this for like eight years and I don't, I can't even like communicate with a toddler. How stupid do I sound to other adults? And and, and so, so we 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 try to figure out what words mean and 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 like, yeah, that's in the dictionary but it we wouldn't use that word for this situation it's like you know and and that's frustrating and and people do that i don't speak greek we're going to talk a little about it and a, a little about hebrew i don't speak though so i want you to understand there's major limits on on what we can get from a dictionary uh so uh We do need to try words, because words is all God has to try to communicate with us, these divine ideas. Well, the word soul does mean something. So, let's get into the weeds. I want to introduce two difficult verses. Difficult because they, they play into... I think, and, and maybe mislead us a little bit. Not that the verses mislead us, but our minds mislead us in reading this verses into getting into that nice neat category uh, type of a motive. These are the verses. Uh, the first one, it says now, uh, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I go, oh, components. Right? You see the components. Because I know that my spirit and my soul or my, my spirit and my body are components. Those are those are obvious. And so I just well this is just another one thrown into the list. This is another one just like it. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division division, mean boxes. And, uh, and I got soul and spirit. The division of soul and spirit. And of joints in a mirror discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. Anyway, so I see divisions, and this naturally makes me want to go components. And that's not, I think, I'm gonna preface that, I don't think that's what this is saying. There are more verses to go through, There's, there's more ideas to look at. Because if these are different components, I have to figure out what the components are and what they're doing. So I'll give you the common explanation. The first one, well, we talk about character. You ever hear people talk about character? And they say, well, you know, they'll say, is your, and we're talking about, first, let's just approach the concept of spirit. Are you the result of nature or nurture? You heard this discussion. This is called a false choice. Right? Am I the product of my genetics, or am I the product of a of a spirit that's in me, that that this this other part of me? Well, those are both components of me. But there's an idea that there are only two components. So so we get into the component mentality. I want to show a video. I'm going to introduce a video. This hopefully will play. And the audio will uh, will will work. I tested it previously, so it's just a, like a thirty-second clip. And uh, this is about two girls, Lupita and Carmen. And so I hope this works here, and I hope it's not just audio. is the current terminology and points, just... I guess it's the most so, uh, socially acceptable. We uh, we were just called uh, we call ourselves tasters. How would you describe to somebody who's not familiar what a hipster is? personality versus nurture now. They have the exact same identity, physically. They have shared DNA, 100% shared DNA. And these two people have 100% shared experiences. They've never experienced something that the other one hasn't. They have the same nature, they have the same nurture, and they're like, we are completely different. I'm compassionate. Oh, she's compassionate. I'm not compassionate. She's loud. <laughs> How did they get different? There's something more than nature or nurture. There's a third option, isn't there? And, and I, I, I just, I came across it. I was like, I wasn't really looking for that, but it was like, wow, that's awesome. That's what I want. I didn't know it. Uh, that kind of is the spirit in me. So then... What is the soul in me? And, and if you've seen this, the explanation then is, well, that's the life force that animates me. That it's, it's what keeps me alive. It's the difference between soul and spirit. And now I have a problem. This, this is where the problem comes in. Um, because if that's the case, I really don't know how to love God with my ability to breathe. For for my ability of my heart to be, I really don't know how to do that. I have a practical problem. This is why I say, when we come out the other side with with something that the God that, that God has commented on, I need to be able to do something with that. And I don't know how to love God. I don't know how to get closer to God with the ability to simply perform life functions. By the way, if you've seen this, this is a, this is off of a homeopathic. I just got this graphic off of a homeopathic thing talking about the soul. Uh, if you've seen that before, by the way, uh, it's from Hinduism. So, just just for those of you who are into homeopathic stuff, there, just just be aware of that. That's just no no extra charge for that. <laughs> so let's get deeper still, and we we'll talk about the spirit and the soul. So I said there would be a little foreign language. We're just going to do this real quick. Not going to go deep. Uh, our Bible's written in two languages: Old Testament, New Testament, uh, Hebrew, uh, and then Greek. And uh, and spirit is a word ruach, and the other is nefesh. That's my soul. They are used differently sometimes. Sometimes, the word soul will be used as a synonym for spirit, but they will not go the other way. Now, I'll explain that a little bit. You'll recognize these two words, the Greek words you'll recognize. Pneuma, right? You ever work with a pneumatic drill? Yeah, you know what it is. It's air. Right? Pneumatic relays and all this stuff, depending on what your job is. We, we know that word. And suke, well, that sounds like what? Psyche, the psychology, right? We We get that uh, and these two words also are, they have a little crossover, not nice neat boxes, but, but they're different, and we're going to see that they're different. Uh, now, they didn't have all, a lot of the ways that we've taken these words and assigned them to English words is not necessarily how they use them, so I don't want to make a big deal out of out of those connections, because that would be, you know, that would be misusing language, and again, I'm not a scholar, and i want to illustrate just a couple of things here the word spirit will never be used for anything physical ever that is not so with the word soul they're different and so we have difficult difficulties with this word soul because it's more complex it's used a lot more often in a lot very there's one place in the bible where it ref, refers to a corpse of a bird it's a complex word. Uh, so, what does this mean? Well, I want to look at just a couple of verses. Matthew 10, 28. He says, Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so, so uh, the, then we come up to a, a different verse. In the Old Testament, He says, Whatever soul that eats any manner of blood, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. And so we have two, two issues here uh what is it seems to say that they're completely separate physical and soul soul not spirit but soul are completely different and, and yet we have this this other verse where a soul is intrinsically involved in something that only a physical part of us can do just eat blood Ooh. so um, how do we reconcile these these are hard i told you we're in the weeds and and i've only got one main division to get us to where we can wrap this up we've got 10 minutes to try to get us back to where i can send you out the door with something valuable because god said love me with all of your soul what does this mean he didn't give me a command that i can't get something out of What does it mean? Well, let's try to do the best we can. You said God that the spirit is never physical, right? This is interesting. This is so interesting. God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, this is his identity. He is. We talk about God is love. God is holy. His identity is I am spirit. There is nothing physical about me. Not in the sense that I think of physical. There's nothing physical. He is spirit. Hmm. this is I, I love this the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground physical component and breathed into his nostrils another component spirit but man became a soul is that crazy God is a spirit I have a spirit big difference I am a soul That's, it, it. It blows my mind. Like, wait a minute. There's, there's like a little light bulb going off. It's like, I, I, my identity. I'm made in the image of God, but I am not like Him, not exactly. I'm, I'm I have similarities. God put in me a spirit that, that, that's like Him, but it's not like His. Do you get the difference? He doesn't have a spirit. He is a spirit. I just have one. I'm a soul. I have a component that He does not have, and so I'm a different. I'm a different creature. I'm not using the word creature for Him because that sounds like I'm insulting God. But you get what I'm saying. We have limits in our our English, and so I, I, I kind of want to get a little closer to something. Um, I like to do substitution when I have difficulties with words. I'm going to try an experiment here in just a second. But when I read the word soul in the Bible, and it's got all of these different... And I learned to do this because of living in a foreign language. Uh, And and I learned this actually to do this from my translators. He, He would always ask me questions like, Why do you guys do this? Or why do you say this and this? What are these different... You've got different words for this. And so he was always really inquisitive. He was a very, very, very good linguist. And so I learned to, to do this. Like, okay, here's all these verses. of Use these words, and they seem so different. What is kind of like the common thing? What If I had one word that I could put in all of these that would make it right, what is the concept of this word? Because it's one word. And I think the word existence is the word that makes it all. This is it. I said I'm going to do an experiment. I, 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 just, I have in my Bible program, I have one feature of it. It's called Esort. It's free. You can download all sorts of stuff and throw it on there. So I, I love the program. And one of the things, it's just the, it's just, it was called the King James Concordance. And, and, uh, and you, it just, you can click on a, a word, a a number of a word, and it shows you every time that that ruach or whatever is used. And you just, they're all out, right there. And and so I just clicked on them and I said, I'm not going to open up the verses. I'm going to see if I can actually do, if I'm right, and I'm I'm going out on a limb. I, I, I have three verses here. We're going to do this real quick. I have no idea what these verses mean or say. If I'm right. If I'm wrong, this is going to be pretty embarrassing. Um, so uh, we can substitute the word existence. If I'm if I I'm trying to wrap my head around this deep deep topic, we should be able to put this word in there, and it'll go. Oh, that makes it, it's soul here, or it's this word here, or it's that there, but it's all the same word because this word is translated differently. So I'm going to turn the first one is Ezekiel eighteen twenty here. I don't have it up there because I didn't want to look at it, so uh, I have no idea what a Ezekiel kind of one of those deep weed books too. So uh, Ezekiel 18, 20. twenty. Let's see if this works. I'm kind of scared, so I'm gonna find. You know, if there's like it's like seven hundred and some odd times in the Bible, I'm gonna find the one. Where like, no, it doesn't work. Ezekiel. 18, that's still 20. That's a big chapter. Um, The person who sins is the one who will die. A son will not suffer punishment for the father's iniquity. And the father won't, this is a good verse, and the father won't suffer punishment for the son's iniquity. The righteousness of a righteous person will be on him uh, and the wickedness of the wicked person will be on him. I assume there the word person is the word Soul. And, and and if I substitute it, then it said the righteous, the righteousness, uh, of the righteous existence will be on him. And that's a, that makes that really profound, doesn't it? My, my righteous existence. Uh, here's, tr- here's another one. Job nine twenty one. Job nine twenty one. I keep feel a little better. Now we got to be careful, in Job, because this might be one of the like friends talking, and they said some weird stuff. Uh, so let's hope. Not, uh, let's hope this is at least Job talking. Come on. I'm nervous here. Apparently I haven't read Job in this Bible. Uh, Job 9 and verse 21. It says, Though I am blameless, I no longer care about myself. I renounce my life. Life there, I assume, is the word existence. Or soul. I, I renounce my existence. That's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. One more. One more. Uh, so far, so good. 1 Kings 20:31. 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 31 it says the servant said to him consider this we have heard that the kings of this house and of Israel are merciful kings so let us put sackcloth around our waist and ropes around our heads let's go out to the king of Israel and perhaps he will spare your life so another one where it's life where he will spare your existence and so so this is the idea seemed to work uh, if that's the case then I want to apply this that, that that's my existence my my identity as a whole thing the, this combination that, that God took a body it wasn't anything yet it was just a body he took a spirit well that was just the that was just Whatever is inside of me that I can't really define nice and neatly. And he made an identity, he made an existence, he made a being out of it. And that was me. It was you. And we're all different because of those different things in us. Difficulties, as I say, can arise from incorrect definitions. So if I, again, if we go back to the beginning, if I, if I define my soul as simply that existence, just the, just the ability to perform life functions, we really end up with nothing. I, I send you out of here with a theological discussion that, that really went nowhere in terms of telling you anything that you can improve on throughout your week. No way to act. Now if I say it's the same thing as my spirit, I oversimplify and I was like, well, what's the difference then? The, spirit says, the Bible says you can divide between soul and spirit. If they're the same thing, then, then this is oversimplified and I, again, send you out with nothing. <coughs> and think about this. If my spirit is my, my character, and my temperament, that the inner man of me, would I want my entire identity to be judged based on the thoughts I have or the motives I have? I wouldn't want that. This my thoughts and my motives vary from one day to another. I wouldn't want that to be the essence of all of my existence. Would be. Remember that one time you thought that one thing. Hmm. We're more than that. I, I am very complex, and God put this all together. And it's really hard for me to figure out. But to get closer to God is to, really, to bring myself in harmony. All of the different elements of me. So that this one total identity that I have, and it it encompasses my entire life, as as, as one translation of that word is. My entire being. To love God with my entire being everything. Because sometimes my actions are going to be easier to regulate, that's true. And sometimes my thoughts are going to be i going to have my thoughts under control and, and the practical side of things is going to be kind of lagging behind. And I'm a whole creature and all of those areas are important. So this is what I want to leave you with. Jesus asked this question and I think it's a good question for us to ask. Because this question will give me a lot of answers, maybe not perfect, to what my identity is. And Jesus said, who, who do men say that I am? you ever wondered that? What do people think I am? If I ask them, to go to your workplace, it might be one answer. You, you, in the church, people want one, one answer. And, 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 and you, you're in different settings, and, and, and you might find that who people think you are is a little bit different than your own perception of yourself, right? Because you are a mixture of things, and this people might see things you said. Or this you might be in this setting and things, people more observe what you do. No one knows what you think, but, but you are a per, you're you're kind of a combination. And, but those things that you think do impact. The Bible is out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, and, and so, so we are a kind of a product. We're a whole product. And that's what my soul is. It's a whole product. And, and listening to what people think about me or say about me, the little comments or whatever, that might be an indication of the things that I need to work on. My soul, my whole being, my whole existence, and for me it might be that I need to work on my speech, and for this person it might be that they need to work on consistency. And all these things, and all those, will be varied as as varied as two conjoined twins. <laughs> she needs to work on her speech, you know. Like what? We are so different. I I, I hope that. Is something that produces something, so something effective, because it is a requirement God gave me. Love the Lord your God. Get closer with your with your soul, with all of it, not a portion of it, not not this aspect of it, not this one component, but my one whole entire being.